You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. And welcome, folks, to another Joe Dalton show here at Dublin South FM. I have a very special man on the phone today. He is in his uh, late years and has been holding air sovereignty for many, many decades. History. History always tells us or gives us the key to our future. And the man that I have on today is Billy Maguire. Billy, how are you? Well, what a wonderful introduction. I hope I live up to it. Uh, <laughs> and sure. I'd like to say hello to your, your, your listeners as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Billy, it's a great honour, I have to say. I only really came aware of yourself and what you have been doing for ERA probably maybe over the last month, two months ago. And for me, I'm a lover of history and I'm, a, I'm very curious and the more that I looked into this and the more that everything sort of evolved, the more questions and the more curiosity I'm starting to become. But let's let's keep everyone hanging on there at the moment. So tell me a little bit about yourself. The importance of it is, is the Irish Republican Brotherhood, IRB, and they founded and funded the state. And I'm, I'm the anointed president of the Irish Republican Brotherhood. And as you know... Um, all the political parties in this country came out of the IRB. Uh, it was a tragedy what happened, uh, the Civil War. But it was the IRB, they're going back, 1858, James Stevenson. He walked uh, 3,000 miles around Ireland to set up the Irish and Fenian Republican Brotherhood. And John O'Mahony, uh, the two of them, you know, he set up the Fenian Brotherhood in Doheny's in America. Um, and they're both on 1858, 16 Number Street for the Irish Republican Brotherhood, for James Stevens on St. Patrick's Day. And Dohan is in New York on St. Patrick's Day, 1858, for John O'Mahony. And they come down, you know, the Fenians were around, and Young Irelanders and all that. They were all around, but they needed to get, uh, uh, Britain has been our problem for a long, long time. And and uh, they needed to get our sovereign government, and that's what they were looking for. So we do, the Irish Republican Brotherhood, as you know, the harp, the harp is the covenant between God and man with all the information for his planet Earth and our civilization. And the two five-stringed harps, that's Anno Domini. Um, they're over the four courts, but of course they're not properly aligned, and people don't know anything about them today, but all technology... Everything comes from that today, and uh, the, all the strings, they all mean something. And that's what the Irish Republican Brotherhood, you know, we're not a religious organization or anything like that. We're a secular organization. It's the sovereignty of God and the sovereignty of mankind. That's what we do. And uh, if you haven't got sovereignty, of course, you're a slave. And that's our problem today, what happened with Britain. And... You know, things were difficult. It was the old Celtic monks. Sovereignty comes from God. Yeah. And and uh, constitutions and monarchy and that, they're all man-made. And that's the difference between the two. And we hold the sovereignty of God. If you read our proclamation, uh, that's, it's always referred to as God. But having said that, I make it quite clear, I'm not a, a very probably religious person, but I, we honor and we respect 
religions, bona fide religions, and we honor uh, we honor God uh, because no man or woman understands God. But you can understand those two five-string tops which we gave, which were on the Ark of the Covenant, and they were carried here to Lochgur in County Limerick. And that information comes is still in Lochgur, but unfortunately, uh, it has been airbrushed out mostly by Britain. You see, Britain doesn't have sovereignty. It's royalty they have. And if you go back to 1155, Pope Adrian IV, he gave Hibernia to Henry II to build his empire. And uh, that's not, I mean, that bull out of the is, is, that's not uh, correct. I mean, that is propaganda, lies, deception, and fraud. And that's the start of it. And then if you go back to Henry VIII, and the problem between Ireland and, and uh, Britain, you know, Britain wanted to expand their empire. And what Henry VIII did was Christians, Roman Christians, believed that only the Pope in Rome, Christ Vicarin, can anoint a sovereign. Yeah. And Henry VIII, as you know, fell out with, with the Pope in Rome. And he declared himself Diamandos. He was equal to God, and he didn't need the he didn't need the Pope. And um, in those days, and he he turned the monarchy in Britain into a corporation. And that corporation, as you know, a corporation Joe has no respect for people or or sovereignty or anything else. It's only interested in money. And in actual fact, it gets out of hand in the end because it's greed and greed much once more. And that's the problem today. What we're witnessing today in the world, all this trouble, is greed, and it's all corporation. Whereas if you have a sovereign dollar in government, you're responsible to the sovereign people. Our people are sovereign. And, uh, you, you know, we take the 1918-32 county election. That is, you know, what I, I, I do, really. And that's the conflict between uh, Britain and Ireland, is that 1918-32 county election. Called on the 14th of December 1918 by the British government. And on the 28th of December, Irobishan train, now not those others who claim that the, you know, there could be provisions in train or the free states in train or those, Irobishan train, all 32 counties, they won on the 28th of December, 73 seats out of 105. Yeah. And that's the mandate the Irish Republican Brotherhood were given to found and fund the sovereign republics of Ireland, the sovereign dollar in government, the sovereign dollar in courts, war of independence as a defense force, uh, uh, and be accountable to the sovereign people. You have to have accountability, you see, for sovereignty. And our people are sovereign, and that's what we do. It's uh, that's why we, we, we do all this, is that the people are sovereign, and they must get the benefits of you know, the assets of the state. And the whole point of sovereignty is, if you go into another country, you respect that country's sovereignty, and you respect the sovereignty of the people, and you respect the, the assets of the people. But unfortunately, Britain didn't do that. Henry VIII changed the monarchy into a corporation. And that's only for greed and money. And uh, they just went in and robbed and plundered the assets of all the states. And and that they went to all those uh, Commonwealth countries. They don't have sovereignty. It's royalty to have. 
Uh, you know, it's so important that understand the difference between sovereignty and royalty. And I do know that uh, when I was involved in, in peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process, but Henry VIII, it goes down then to George V. And George V then, on, on that, uh, the 21st of January 1919, in the Mansion House, he uh, and the British government, they refused to honor that uh, mandate. And what they did was, uh, in George V, he declared Dolairn, the sovereign Dolairn, to be added to the assembly. Yeah. And he sent in his Cairo gang to execute and annihilate all members of the Dolairn government and all members of the sovereign, uh, of the Dolairn courts, the judges, and all the civil servants, all members of the IRB. And, you know, you talk about that day. That was the first day that the Guard of Chicago were on duty, 21st of January, 1919. And they came out to the Irish volunteers. There's two volunteers, the Irish volunteers, and, and then you have the, the volunteers which are, went with Redmond. They split and, and they went with Redmond, which is the Irish volunteers. And that conflict has been going on. I mean, that's why Collins was executed in that, you know. And uh, you, hear, you, you never hear of the IRB today. And I think it's very sad. And it, there's a lot of, the civil war has caused a lot of problems and a lot of hardship. But I mean, you, when you look at your, your passport in that, you're a sovereign citizen. So the 12 strings has to have air underneath it. And it's very important, all that knowledge, you know, we can talk about the harps later on, and that if you want to. Yeah. Uh, they're in Lockgore in County Limerick. And just the old monasteries you see in those days, uh, they had all that knowledge. They had it here in Ireland, and they had it in, in, in Britain as well. But Henry VIII, he, he sacked all those, and he took all that knowledge for himself to expand his empire, and just the expansion of the empire. And up to then, Ireland was the breadbasket of, well, Britain anyway, and, you know, they did export to Europe and that. Because trade is the lifeblood of a nation, and uh, but it also uh, has to be accountable. And that's why the, these corporations, they're not accountable to anybody. They don't want to be accountable. You know, they didn't slavery. And that's why we have to be so careful today. We've seen all that hardship that they imposed on our people. And uh, that's where uh, you know, our troubles come from. But um, it's very interesting then in, in the Second World War, and usually these wars are caused, you know, expansion of territory and going into countries and taking their assets and, you know, enslaving people. And that's not civilization. And uh, at least with those old monks, and that they were the ones, that, if you take the skellies and that, they had all that information about sailing, the mathematics and science. You have to learn all that. And it all comes from the harp. And those two five-string harps, that goes back to King David. It's supposed to be over the four courts, but they're not properly lined. I mean, that's a desecration of our sovereignty. And Guinnesses, I mean, that's a desecration of our sovereignty. To use the harp as, as the measure for the pint of Guinness. I mean, that is scandalous thing to do. And I mean, the, you know, the peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process of which I used to be very much involved, I'm still involved in it, but unfortunately it's just been airbrushed out of our history. 
And that goes back to the Second World War. And, you know, the mayhem and savagery and brutality that was going on in, in Europe at the time. And it was out of control. I mean, what we see today, you know, it was 10 times worse than that. And the Vatican, we have two embassies uh, in, in Rome. We have the Free State one in, in Rome, but the sovereign one is in the Vatican. And I go back then to uh, the Second World War when the diplomatic corps in the Vatican, they were trying to find some way to save all the prisoners of war that were being starved and brutalized. And, you know, it was shocking. And the only thing they could come up with was Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty. He was in, he was running the Vatican at the time. And he and our ambassador, P.J. Kiernan, who was married to Dee Murphy, people who remember her as a famous singer. And they got together in with the diplomatic corps. Now, the importance of Hugh O'Flaherty was, Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty, he was known as the Vatican Pimpernel. And he had the ear of the, of the, of the Pope. Yeah. In fact, he was running the whole show. But he was also an IRB man. So the sovereign dollar and government, which they had to have, they weren't... Uh, uh, all members of the of the diplomatic corps in them. They had to have a sovereign government because sovereignty comes from God. And they he negotiated because our sovereign dollar and government, by the will and wish of all the people of the nineteen eighteen and thirty two contradiction, you know, that's where it comes from. And and if you read the proclamation you'll see very clearly. And he negotiated with the Supreme Council of the IRB in GHQ Vaughan's Hotel. Uh, and in those days, before that, you know, the Vatican, they, they were, there were difficulties there. They sort of, they were always hoped that Britain would come back into the fold and all that. And then they were trying to, Britain, they were using their influence to make the uh, IRB and the IRA and that illegal assemblies and all that. But anyway, Monsignor O'Flaherty, he negotiated with the Vaughan Hotel with the Supreme Council. And the importance about all that is that Sam McGuire, who was our secretary of you know, GEA fame, yeah. and he was Church of Ireland, but he was brought up and he was trained for the British Civil Service. And he got himself into the post office in London. And his office and his desk, all the sort of intelligence of the Crown Forces and the Royal Navy came to his desk. So he had all that intelligence worldwide where they were you know, at war. But every Saturday, he brought that intelligence to Vaughan's Hotel. In the early days of Vaughan's Hotel, we used just to rent a room for Mrs. Vaughan on behalf of the Irish and Fenian Republican Brotherhood, coming among the Fenian in the and all those. But when it came for the Britain to set up the 1918-32 county election, we bought Vaughan's Hotel. And we, do, uh, we were lucky enough that we, the Maguires had a fund uh, that they had over the years, and we were able to put up a substantial amount of money for that 1918-32 county election. Anyway, we were talking about the background to the, the peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process. So when I was a child, I grew up in what we know as a old house on the River Shannon there in, in Castle Troy, near Cassie's called where the Limerick University is. And Monsignor O'Flaherty was a, I knew him very well as a child coming there because in Limerick is where he, he went to Munchens, uh, Mungwood College, which would be part of that. 
Mongrel, where he studied. So he would have known my family very well in Limerick. We're a seafaring family, is what we are. And uh Maguire would have been the last of my family to own from Manilockburn and the River Shannon, the history of the Shannon there at Foynes. So they would all know each other uh, over the years. And what happened then was that uh, in 1950, there was such goodwill for the people. So I remember it well, and I remember the people coming down to our offices in Arthur's Key, Francis Street, you, you know. Yeah. And these elderly people in tears and going and talking to my father and, you know, coming around talking to me and uh, and that and thanking the IRB and the Sovereign Republic of Air that they had uh, established by the will and wish of all the people of the 32 counties, uh, you, you know, for saving their fathers and their grandfathers. Hey, Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty and... T.J. Kiernan and Delia, they saved thousands and thousands of people, all nationalities, you know, British, Jews, Germans, there are a whole lot of them, all those. And there were, you see, the diplomatic corps in the Vatican, they were all at war with one another, and the only ones that weren't at war were the Irish and our sovereign government, um, because uh, and we were a neutral country, and we were the only ones that were, uh, uh, you know, acceptable to the diplomatic corps. And then uh, with Vaughan's Hotel and where we lived in, in, in Willowbank. Willowbank was chosen then in 1950, as I said. There was such goodwill for the Irish people and what they did during the war and, and saved so many people. That um, Monsignor O'Flaherty, as I said, he was an IRB man. And he wanted the peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process, because he founded that, the Pope in Rome, Pope Pius XII. And of course, Monsignor O'Flaherty was the one that was advising him, and he was the one that was running the Vatican, he was the one that was doing all the work. And they brought my father and mother out to, to Rome in 1950, and um, D.V. and T.J. Kieran and, uh, and that. And Canon Cooper, there was a lot of the clergy involved. As you know, in those days, the clergy were very, very, I mean, they had the power. That's right. And, and they were very important. You know, you could get the, uh, the clergy, they had to say. But anyway, um, Pope Pius XII, he didn't want any violence against Britain. He wanted a true university, the peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process. And my father gave Willowbank, where we lived, that big old house with beautiful gardens of that, right beside the River Shannon. And of course, I told you why the River Shannon is so important to us, uh, the Maguires, which is their territory. And then what happened was that uh, Brendan O'Regan, who was very friendly with Chuck Feeney, and he taught Chuck Feeney, you know, duty-free. And Chuck Feeney, of course, became a multimillionaire after that. And he put up the money for the peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process. And that's why the University of Limerick were founded. And things went haywire then after that. They never honored it. Um, my father died in 64. You know, it was sad to see um, the change, the, the peace, reconciliation. The Good Friday Agreement is not a peace process. It's taking the Crown forces out of Ireland to fight in another part of the world. Now, it's a very welcome first step, this hour, I describe it. But there's no peace, reconciliation, or prosperity process here in Ireland at the, at the moment. 
You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. The provisional government of the Irish Republic to the people of Ireland. Irishmen and Irish women, in the name of God and of the dead generations from which he receives her old tradition of nationhood, Ireland, through us, summons her children to her flag and strikes for her freedom. Having organised and trained her manhood through her secret revolutionary organisation, the Irish Republican Brotherhood, and through her own military organisations, the Irish Volunteers and the Irish Citizen Army have patiently perfected her discipline, having resolutely waited for the right moment to reveal itself. She now seizes that moment, and supported by her exiled children in America and by gallant allies in Europe, but relying in the first of her own strength, she strikes in full confidence of victory. We declare the right of the people of Ireland to the ownership of Ireland and to the unfettered control of the Irish destinies to be sovereign and indefeasible. The long usurpation of that right by a foreign people and government has not extinguished the right, nor can ever be extinguished except by the destruction of the Irish people. In every generation, the Irish people have asserted their right to national freedom and sovereignty. Six times during the past 300 years, they have asserted it in arms, standing on that fundamental right and again asserting it in arms of the face of the world. We hereby proclaim the Irish Republic as a sovereign, independent state and we pledge our lives and the lives of our comrades in arms to the cause of its freedom, of its welfare and of its exaltation among the nations. The Irish Republic is entitled to and hereby claims the allegiance of every Irishman and Irish woman. The Republic guarantees religious and civil liberty, equal rights and equal opportunities to all its citizens and declares its resolve to pursue the happiness and prosperity of the whole nation and of all its parts, cherishing all the children of the nation equally and oblivious of the differences carefully fostered by an alien government which have divided a minority from the majority in the past. Until our arms have brought up the opportune moment for the establishment of a permanent national government, representative of the whole people of Ireland and elected by the suffrages of all her men and women, the provisional government, hereby constituted, will administer the civil and military affairs of the Republic in trust for the people. We place the cause of the Irish Republic under the protection of the Most High God, whose blessing we invoke upon our arms, and we pray that no one who serves that cause will dishonour it by cowardice, inhumanity or rapine. In this supreme hour, the Irish nation must, by its valour and discipline, and by the readiness of its children, to sacrifice themselves for the common good, prove itself worthy of the august destiny to which it is called. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. Our sovereignty comes from God, as I said, and that's what the old monks and friars were doing. And uh, they were the universities at the time. And I mean, they were the ones who, who had to... In those days, mankind was in a very... I'm going back now a long time. You know, starvation, yeah. and they didn't know how to preserve food. To learn all that. Because the old monks learned that. Now, we're very old salt merchants, and we, we traded salt with the Roman Empire. And if you ever go to London, go down to Maguire Street and Maguire's Wharf. It's just down from Tower Bridge. 
and we were on the old London Bridge in 1200. So we, we've been going back a long time seeing tra- trade and, and uh, you know, that garden, the, the old fish paste and all that. And, yeah. and we were the business agents to the Spanish Empire and they were married into the Duke of Alba's family. That's how they went down, you know, the flight of the Arabs and that. Uh, and uh, he got yeah. us down to Rome. And you see, Rome has always been very important. But having said all that, um, that's how, that was the background to peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process. And unfortunately, the Free State Government, they scrapped the whole thing. And I think it's shocking. And it was Hugh Coveney that got it drawn to tell. And the reason Willowbank was, was, were, was selected for the peace reconciliation process is what I was telling you about there, about Monsignor Clarity, who was an IRB man, negotiating with the Supreme Council of the IRB. Sam McGuire brought all that intelligence to the Vaughan's uh, uh, Hotel every Saturday and, and went back uh, uh, after that to his, his desk in the post office. And that's the background to it. Uh, when the Kyle gang were sent in here by, you know, King George V to execute the sovereign dollar and government and that. You never hear these things. Um, they had all that intelligence. I mean, I would have known Tom Barry very well. As I said, I would have known Monsignor Farley very well, TJ Keir and TJ All these people, I would have known Tom Barry, I would have known uh, Joe McGrath, I would have known Bulmer Hobson and all. Uh, you, you know, all these people. I knew Kathleen Clark. They, was the one, they were the ones who taught me. And um, as I said, in 1950, when they came back from Rome, Pope Pius XII, he didn't leave the Vatican in those days. But he sent the papal nuncio to St. Patrick's Church. You can imagine what it was like in St. Patrick's Church in 1950. You know, the clergy were very, very powerful in those days. Imagine that the crowd of people went. And I was anointed as the, uh, the president of the Irish Republican Brotherhood. What age were you? I was seven. And uh, uh, PJ here and his son came up with me. We were only seven. But um, that was the. That's, and all the members of the IRB would have laid their hands on my head at that stage. And that's what I've been doing since 1950. I've been keeping. I kept that promise that I gave to uh, the papal nuncio and to Pope Pius XII and to T.J. Kiernan and D.D. Murphy and Monsignor O'Flaherty and our own parish priest, which was, uh, he was uh, Canon Pooper, and um, Bishop Casey, he was the curate, and uh, Paddy O'Regan was the, he was the other curate that was spending on with his brother. And they were all there, and they, all the clergy uh, uh, were there. They wanted uh, all that information that we have in, in Lockroar. I mean, Harry, if you stand in Lockroar and you have, you know, that famous painting, Salvador Mundi, the savior of the world, you know, the two fingers, and I told you, if you stand on the road in Lockroar, in, in County Limerick, the largest stone, that's Old Grange. Well, we all know about New Grange, but nobody ever hears about Old Grange, which is much bigger, much older. And that was the sacred site that your ancestors, you know, you're going back a long time. We're talking probably 40,000 years ago now. Yeah. And and you go back to what they they believed in all in sovereignty, 
and only uh, all that knowledge and information. When you take those two five-string harps, which run the Ark of the Covenant, we're talking about old Celtic Christianity now, not the Roman Christianity. That was changed. But uh, the two, I said the harp is the covenant. It goes back to, I told you, the house of uh, uh, to, to King David. David, yeah. The house of David. Uh, 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 and that's where it's man's intellect and reason and your five senses. And that's how every, it's homo sapiens, you know, the wise man. And you can understand that. Yeah. And you can understand this planet Earth and how it works and how many you know, people can live in it. All mathematics, all science, all astronomy, latitude, longitude, sundial, compass, wheel, you know, they all come from that. And we're not taught anything about it. You know, those monasteries, uh, they were all teaching all that. And that's what I, that's where the Ireland had that great knowledge and information. Those, the Brendan voyage, that couldn't have happened either. Uh, you know, it's all there. You can see it. You can see it in Askeaton. You can see it in Lockhart. You can see it. But Britain, the time when they were expanding, I said, uh, up to up to then, uh, we were the breadbasket for Britain. And uh, was Henry VIII then, he changed all that. And he declared himself that he was, you know, king of Ireland for that, because he never was king of Ireland. And he, he was never a Protestant either. He was... He was what everybody else had to be. But it's not Protestant or Catholic. It is corporation. And you know, you are well aware of what a corporation is. They have no respect for anything or anybody. And the point I said to you about all those chocolate dollars that went to the sovereign uh, dollar and government of 21st of January 1919 in the Mansion House, they all took the oath of allegiance to the sovereign republic of Ireland, the sovereign dollar in government, the sovereign dollar in courts, the war of independence as a defense force, and be accountable to the sovereign people. Today, there's nobody taking uh, uh, the oath uh, to, to the sovereign republic of Ireland. No Ireland has never sat in Leinster House. Leinster House was purchased, it was the Royal Dublin Society had a, a show there, and the Free State uh, purchased it for the Free State Government for the 26 counties on the 6th of December 1921 to pay for Britain's war debts and war pensions. That's what it's for. And why are you paying for that? You know, it's time that that, that um, the politicians, they just, they don't give their oath of allegiance and either they're the judges or anybody else. In the sovereign republic, you have to give an oath of allegiance and the people are to be accountable to that sovereign dollar and government and to be accountable to the sovereign people. And you see what's happened. They don't want to be accountable. And that's corporation. Corporations are only, as we said, about money, making money, more money. And the more you have and the more you, you give them, the more they want. It's greed. Yeah. And they should. all those politicians should be questioned. Where are you getting your sovereignty from? And our sovereign seal is 12 strings uh, uh, AD, and it has error underneath it. If it doesn't have that, that's what's on your passport, and that's the 21st of January 1919. That's what Monsignor uh, O'Flaherty and the Supreme Council of the IRB, that's the sovereign dollar in government. That sovereign dollar in government doesn't owe any money and has no debt. Now, why are we paying off all this debt? And who are we paying it for? You know, when you don't even have it. 
And I think it's time that uh, that people ask their politician. And this is where the row was with... Uh, I've known Michael D. Higgins, and I've known him a long time. Yeah. He doesn't respect the IRB, and uh, what, he has no... or any sovereignty, uh, uh, you know, and our proclamation. You never see him read. You never even hear... Have you ever heard of a politician even referring to the Irish Republic in Belgium? You know? No. They haven't. And, and they were the ones who founded it. Isn't that something very peculiar? And it's a 32-county mandate. All that territory uh, was ratified on the 21st of January. From the, I wrote, if you will read my letter there to Boris Johnson, and I wrote that you know our borders were down the Irish Sea with Britain, and it's from there to America, uh, United States of America and Canada, because we brought sovereignty to America and Canada. We're the only country that moved to those two countries, and that's all our territory, the largest in Europe, the most valuable territory, and uh, and the poorest people in Europe. Are, no matter we're poor, uh, that's because we're paying off Britain's war debt. The sixth of December, nineteen twenty-one, when they imposed. Uh, uh, the free state and a monarchist uh, uh, government to pay for it's there. It's that document is up in BillyMcGuire.com if you want to read any of those. That's where you get them. And uh, all, but anyway, to make it, uh, you, you know, I don't want to be going on too much. Uh, uh, but um, that was that's the conflict, and that peace and reconciliation and prosperity process that never happened. And Chuck Feeney put up all that money. What happened to all that money that was put up? They got it Willowbank, Free State, and they got it um, Bonds Hotel, where the state was founded. And that was uh, Hugh Coveney, Sam Coveney's father. And, uh, you, you know, I think it's shocking. And when the Queen came, because Taft's part, it took 10 years. The Earl of Harrington took his seat with the Presbyterian people. Because their abbeys on the corner there, Queen um, Lacey's old church there. That's, she was supposed to announce, that's what the peace, reconciliation and prosperity was, that she was going to announce that she and her government had recognized the 1918-32 county election. There will never be peace in Ireland until that's done. That's the conflict. It's still the conflict for 100 years. I think it is an absolute scandal, and that's not acceptable. And I wrote that letter to Michael D. Higgins because on St. Patrick's Day, 1858, James Stevens had walked 3,000 miles around Ireland to set up the Irish Republican Brotherhood. And John O'Mahony setting up the Fenian Brotherhood, the sister organization in Dohanese in, in America. In order for America, we wouldn't have our, our independence today. They supported us. And a lot of poor, poor people, and as I said, the goodwill for that peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process. And I told you about all those people, all nationalities coming over uh, to, uh, to Willowbank, to then to my father's office, yeah. in tears, talk, thanking them for saving their fathers and their grandfathers from starvation and brutality and all the, the awfulness of war. Uh, but anyway... Um, on, on St. Patrick's Day this year, now we were complying with, with um, COVID-19. And our secretary, John, who's brilliant. I mean, we're only volunteers. And we're only giving the information out to the people. That's all we do. And 
you know, we had five people going down to, as we do every year, 18, 1858, uh, 163 years. And Pierce Street, I, would have, I know the sergeant in Pierce Street as I speak to him occasionally. And they knew very well we would be commemorating our 163rd anniversary of the founding uh, of the Irish Republic in Dublin by James Stevens. Yeah. And uh, our volunteer had um, just read our 1916 proclamation. And now, I wasn't there because, as I said, we were complying with uh, COVID-19. You only had five people from Dublin, you know, to do it. Yeah. And there were uh, John and, and uh, a few volunteers. And he just read our 1916 Crown, which is a sacred document, which is the foundation document of the Sovereign Republic of Ireland. Well, he was set upon and brutally attacked and sprayed with some pepper spray or something or other, I don't know. And he was taken down uh, to Pier Street, trial of barracks, and he was um, taken to court. And and a free state judge uh, brought it to a free state judge's court. You know, that is not acceptable. That's treason. And if you read the proclamation, that is treason. I couldn't let that go. It's a very sad day for me that I had to indict Michael D. Higgins uh, for treason. It's time that all that stopped now. As I said, there was it last Monday was the 100th anniversary and, and of the free state. I mean, pretending that they're going to want for another 100 years uh, of mayhem, savagery, brutality, propaganda, lies and deception on our people. That's not on. And I think people should stand up and, and say, we, all we want, we have a sovereign government. All those, uh, the, the sovereign seed of Dolair, all the harps, uh, um, the, which are BC, and all the sovereign seals, the tricolor flag, the sovereign constitution, proclamation, declaration and address to the free nation, all Irish Republican Brotherhood documents and uh, memorabilia. And uh, that's our tricolor flag that flies in Europe. And, I mean, that must be respected. And they must tell the truth in Europe. And it's what we have, we have a unique history and a wonderful history. And the people aren't allowed to know anything about it. And that's what the University of Limerick, and that's what the peace, reconciliation and prosperity process was going to teach. Because I brought out Rune O'Donnell to Loch and I showed him that. Uh, it's all uh, the stone circle. Uh, and all those professors of Mathematics and that. All mathematics, all, it all comes from that, the two five string tops. They do. And your intellectual reasons, how you understand it. If you stand and you face the sun and you put your left hand up in the air, the five fingers will say on that left hand, and you put up your right one, five fingers on your right one. And you, you get your thumb and your third finger, and that leaves you with your index finger and your second finger, third finger. Uh, as a V. They're the harp signs. And you put the left one you up in the air, the sun. The sun grows all your food and all your biomass. And the moon ship then is for the other on your right hand. And you put your right hand over the left hand, the two V's over that. And you have a perfect heart. You are born in the image of God. And that's where that comes from. And you see priests at Mass. You see the Pope in Rome. You see... Uh, uh, in, in even the Presbyterian people, uh, 
and and you see the Protestant people. They still all use that, you know, when they put their hands up. That's what it is. That's what that's coming from. That's coming from the heart. The covenant between God and man with all the information for his planet Earth and our civilization. But we have to manage our own civilization. And and that's where it comes from. And all that mathematics around those, that measuring tape, the first strings, the measuring tape, plumb line, straight edge, it's the golden thread. Honest. And you put those two halves together and you have the grid in the graph. You have latitude, you have longitude, and and all those. They're all in upper. They're all down in Naskeaton in, 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 well. in, in the Friary. They're probably in all the Friaries around Ireland. Uh, and that was the reason Sir Nicholas Robert, he burnt that Friary because Britain did not want people to have that knowledge and information. You know, and, and that's why it was burnt down. But it's opened up again, and you can go there. And if you go to Billy Maguire, uh, John Pendergast, he did, uh, he, we did that. And then there's a lovely little garden of remembrance in Askeaton, between the Abbey. And it was the, uh, you, you know, the, the castle there is, is, you see, he was, uh, uh, over Locker. Yeah. And, and, um, Gerald Desmond. So the Earl of Tormund as well, he would, they were all involved in that and that knowledge and information. And Cromwell, he sent his troops to Lockgar and Arton was his son-in-law and they defaced a lot of those stones that had all that information on them. All those stones still have that. And all mathematics, all science, all astronomy, the sun, the compass and the they all come from that. And there's a, a, you know, the skeleton monks going in and out of that they had all that knowledge. That's why Christopher Columbus came to Askeaton for that information. He couldn't have gone to, well, it couldn't have been America in those days, but as America. But look at Brendan's voyage. They had all that knowledge and information. And, and why aren't we allowed to have that knowledge and information? You know, you see all the young people today and you hear them, uh, you know, uh, suicide and you hear, uh, uh, drugs and everything. If they had that knowledge and information, they wouldn't have half that. And you'd have, uh, you'd understand the senator uh, uh, instead of just the corporation all the time. The more you give them, the more they want. And you owned your house and your land uh, because you're the sovereign. And even though they would take your house, let them take each brick and the slaves the lot, but you still own this, the land underneath. And that's where the corporations, everybody has to have a license to trade in this country. And if you have a license, then you own your house and your land. You have a passport with the same 12 strings with air underneath. You can't go into another country without that because you're a sovereign citizen. And that's what, uh, that's what the IRB set up, you know, a sovereign republic of air, and that's where it comes from. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. Crossing the Rubicon. Have I gone on too long? No, no. I have a couple of questions um, I, I want to ask you. One is um, if you can just tell the listeners about the turning of the sail and Independence Day. Well, we talked about the 1918-32 county election, and that's the conflict between the sovereign republic of era and and and, uh, and you go back to the Crown of England, who say Henry VIII. When you see up in the coat of arms of the Crown of England. You see our sovereign sea. What are they doing with our sovereign sea up in the court of arms in the North respective? Uh, you know, and, and it's time all those things were sorting out. But uh, the turning of the sovereign sea, that goes back to Lockgore, 
we only had a winter and summer solstice, six months calendar, where the Egyptians had a 12 months calendar. And if you go to Rome, to Terminini, and you see, you know, the, and all those old Celtic churches, you see there's a hole up in the wall. And they couldn't determine if you, if, and the most important day in the Roman Catholic Church is when Christ arose and went into heaven. Yeah. And how do you determine Easter Sunday? If you don't have any mathematics now, the Egyptians had a 12 months calendar. But uh, we had a six months and a six months of winter and summer, so that's how we measure from that. And if you go to Terminini, there's, and all those old Celtic churches, you know, for the saints in that, the window of the high altar would be placed uh, where the sun would come in on that day. So that would tell the people. So the Easter Sunday then was calculated had all sorts of methods of doing it, firing cannons and doing all sorts of extraordinary things. But it wasn't mathematics. And that's, they're all based from the harp. And the whole, if you look at the harp, you know, the base of the harp, that's uh, that's the hub of the wheel. It's also where all that calculations are based on. The end of the harp, do you see the little piece there if you're looking at it? Uh, and the sun would come in and run along the floor, and they would calculate then uh, Easter uh, Sundays, the first full moon after that. And those calculations are from Locker. You know, they're there in Locker as well today for anybody who wants to go and study them. And and to think that we have them and nobody knows anything about them. And I said about Cromwell camping these troops there. They wanted to get rid of everything Irish. You know, we were only going to be slaves and serfs for them and reduce the food for their crown forces and the Royal Navy. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. And they, uh, Ireton was Cromwell's son-in-law and he, he uh, executed Bishop O'Brien. Bishop O'Brien put the curse of Cromwell on him. And he said, you'll only last 40 days. You only lasted eight days. You know, all these things. And they got the Psalter, which is the Book of Psalms, and the harp is the covenant, the harp. And that was, you know, stringing that. And then you see King David playing the harp, and you see him with the psalter. He, okay. uh, the psaltery is very important. That's what those... You see, the harp is only one image, but the two five-stringed harps that we talk about was on your fire. If you take a coin out of your pocket, 14 strings that the Irish Republican Brotherhood put on Ernest Blight, put on the money, and put it up to the mirror, you see the harp of the psaltery. That's two images uh, which are very important. And uh, over the four courts, I think that's an absolute scandal in the free state. Deliberately do that and deliberately put a gold braiding round our tricolor flag. Uh, it's not, uh, of course, then uh, it's, it's fourth color and, and call themselves Dollar. And Dollar has never sat in Leinster House. Dollar sat in the Mansion House. And there's a 32 count amendment. And the turning of the sovereign seal is always on. I turn it seven times a year. And and that's where it comes from. And that's why it's so important. And it gives all the mathematics. And see, where, where do you turn that seven times a year? Well, I turn it, I'm turning it here now because of, uh, uh, of course. I turn it in at, on the 21st of January in the Mansion House in Dublin, our Independence Day. You, you know, mm-hmm. I turn it, uh, you know, and, St. Patrick's Day because of the Irish Republican Brotherhood were founded on St. Patrick's Day. Winter and summer solstice, I, I, I turn it in. And I turn it on, on Easter Sunday as well. 
in all those uh, those days are so important to the Irish Republican government. And that's all part of our Celtic Christianity. Yeah. And that's to do with the how looking after planet Earth. There'll be enough food for people. You know, people you have to learn all these things. And that's what the old monks were doing. You know, teaching breeding all the plants and teaching the farming and you know, all that and, and calendars and writing and you learn to write. Look at the uh, the, the harp, you know, the sun box, the sound box, you know, uh, uh, the the grid and the graph. Uh, yeah. Everything's on that. Mm-hmm. You know, the sundial compass wheel and, and the wheel, that term side, if you continue that around, that's the wheel that's given to mankind, uh, Homo sapiens, and the, the strings are spokes, and that uh, little piece at the end of it. Yeah, you know, that's the, where the axle fits into yeah, that. Yeah. That man can travel the world, and that's where the wheel comes in. You know, it's all there, and we have all that information, and we're not allowed to, because Britain doesn't allow us. The question, controlling it. The, the, one of the things if the, to the listeners, there's a great book that I read there a while back, and, and that book is how the Irish monks saved civilization. And what they did was when... They went across when when Europe was being sacked. They went across and got all the manuscripts and they wrote them out in in Ireland. And even if they disagreed with something, they still wrote it out what it was. And they might have put a note at the end going, yeah. "I disagree with this, or but I'm still continuing on what it says." That's it. Yeah, and and they did. Well, that. you see, that's an important link to what I was talking about the peace reconciliation in the in the Vatican in Rome. Because all that is interlinked. Yeah. And I told you why Willowbank was chosen was because um, uh, Monsignor O'Faherty had uh, negotiated with the Supreme Council in Vaughan's Hotel, which is 29 Parnell Square in Granby Row. And when the Queen came over that time, you, you know, for the state visit, she was supposed to announce that she had uh, recognized uh, and her government, the sovereign, uh, of the the 1918-32 county election. But uh, the, Hugh Coveney, the three states had got advanced hotel and there was a fierce, there was an unmerciful row of the whole thing. And then when uh, uh, Michael D. Higgins went to Windsor for the state dinner to all those others, she was to announce, I don't know what happened that night, but she was to announce that night. And the extraordinary thing is I couldn't meet the Queen when she came here because the Queen didn't have Sovereignty. It's rightly she has. She doesn't have sovereignty. And I wasn't allowed to meet her. You know, isn't that quite extraordinary? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you know, but I mean, it's all lies and deception and fraud and pretending and that you're doing this. Well, so that's where the confusion. Look at the confusion in the world today. Scandalous. There's no need for that. Uh, you know. Tell, and, tell, and tell me this, Billy. Tell us about Guinnesses and the Rothschilds um, sending money well, up. Uh, I, I will. That's part of the Truth Commission of the that was set up uh, for that peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process, and it was supposed to be a Truth Commission. And in 1912, on top of my head now, because I'm doing this all out of the top of my head, I'm not giving enough dates to this for you. Yes. But um, the Ulster uh, Volunteers were founded, and they became the UVF Army uh, when Guinness's Lord Rothschild and Rupert Kipling. Guinnesses gave 100,000. Lord Rothschild gave 100,000. 
uh, and Ruben Kipling gave 50,000 to buy the top-class German guns. And they were armed, and that's where the UVF army comes from. And that has caused the mayhem, savagery, and brutality in Northern Ireland ever since. And as a consequence of the ultra volunteers being set up, the Irish volunteers had to be set up as, as a consequence of that. Yeah. And uh, that's where they come out of. But all that was supposed to be part of the peace, reconciliation, and prosperity process. But to me, uh, we've had you know all those presidents. Why didn't they take that to you know the courts and the high, the war criminal courts, and and get all that sorted out there and then? If they didn't, do, why doesn't Michael D. Higgins take there? Uh, why didn't he take uh, Guinness's Lord Rothschild and Rupert Kipling uh, to to and get it sorted out? That's what you do. That's what civilized countries do. No, they don't do that. They only look after themselves. I'm told that Michael D. Higgins is on something. I don't know whether this is correct or not. He's on a quarter of a million a year salary. What's he been paid for? You know, or free state money. You know, the whole thing is rotten and it's rotten to the core. That's what the people want to do and want to keep on. But it's your children and your grandchildren. And I think the time will come when your children and your time and your child will make the parents account for the carry on. And the, uh, the, the fraud that's gone on in this country, it is scandalous. We don't have to have that. We have a sovereign daughter and government. We believe in God and, and our land and, and we could have a wonderful way of life, which we used to have. But you must have a way of life it is. today. I, I tell you, I know we're, um, we're taking a lot out of you here um, talking about this. And there's, there's a couple of things I just want to ask you, um, which there's three things I want to ask you. First one is Independence Day. So if you can explain to our listeners that we have an Independence Day, uh, when well, it is, and so on. Well, as I said, the 21st of January 1919, when the Supreme Council of the IRB and, uh, uh, you, you know, in Vaughan's Hotel and, and uh, the Mansion House in Dublin, and the sovereign dollar and government, you know, ratified 1918-32 county election. That's the mandate we have, and that's our Independence Day. And it's, it includes the, all that territory from down the Irish Sea right to America. That is some territory, I can that's tell it, you. The, and where is America getting their sovereignty from? I've asked that question. Where are all these Commonwealth countries? They don't have sovereignty. It's royalty they have. Yeah. They pretend it's sovereignty, but it isn't. You yeah. can't be dishonest and, and corrupt like that. Either you have sovereignty or you don't have it. We know very well where our sovereignty came out. We can read it all there uh, uh, in the 1916 proclamation. I mean, Pierce and all these people, they all, yeah, they, these were all literally people. These were all highly intellectual people. Bulmer Hobson and all. I, I knew Bulmer Hobson very well. And I knew all these people. Uh, 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 you know, Tom Barry and all those. And, and uh, you know, look, look at um, James Stevens and John O'Mahony. I mean, they taught in France. And they had to go, you know, they were the 48. And William Smith O'Brien, there's a statue to William Smith O'Brien in O'Connor Street in Dublin. And we we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. That's the reason why we celebrate, because the Irish Republic Brotherhood and the Fenian Brotherhood were, were founded on St. Patrick's Day. Did you ever hear RT even mentioning that when they're showing the... the the parade go down the Connor Street. No, they never. They passed by William Smith O'Brien's statue. 
and they wouldn't stop. And he was one of the founders of the IRB. But the IRB set up, you know, they put in the funding to for the election. They put in the and, funding. They did all that, and now it's just been ripped off, yeah. as it was then. And and and, it's, and the people are being ripped off because the more you work for a corporation, your children are enslaved to that corporation. We understand that. Are. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at history, and I'm noticing that it everything is PLC and. Like I'm even now examining documents that come from uh, the revenue commissioners or somewhere else that it doesn't have the air under it. With it the, can't. Yeah. It can't. It's a yeah. free state. Yeah. But they're trying to pretend that it's a sovereign dollar in government. It's not a sovereign dollar. It's a free state well, government. Well then, expl- I've had ructions with with the European Union over this in 2016. Uh, uh, you, you you know. Yeah. And on the 16th of March, uh, uh, 2017, you know, when Queen Elizabeth signed Article 50 of Brexit, she abdicated any claim she had on the free state or on the sovereign republic of Air. And I've asked him, you read my letter to Boris Johnson, telling him that he had, uh, you know, that the, our territory is from down the Irish Sea. Uh, and he no other choice is only doing that because other countries would have come in. But you have to have, if you have sovereignty, anybody can come in and take everything you have. That's true. And that's what's important. That's your proof you own your land and your house and that you are entitled to go here and there. If you're a slave, you don't have that. You know, corporations, they couldn't care less. They don't have any of that. It's only greed and money. And that's what they want. May may I ask you a question then? You can. If it is a free state and it's not a sovereign republic, what is the Oroctus? It's the Royal Oroctus under the, ro- the Crown of England. That's what it is. Okay. But it, we have a sovereign dollar. That's why you said I, on the 21st of January, every year I go to the mansion house and I keep that alive. If I didn't keep that alive, it would be gone. And all, uh, and you would find no claim. If you don't keep that going, that's your claim. That that is a sovereign dollar and we still have it. And and uh, uh, and that's what we do. And can that be done? Better. Can that be done outside the Leinster House, or does it have to be done inside? Well, we used to do it in Leinster House. One time we were allowed in, but we're not allowed in anymore. So we do it outside. The Free State doesn't want. See, they're pretending they're a sovereign government. Michael Higgins pretends he's president of Ireland. Now he's not president of Ireland. He's president of the Royal Oireachtas in the twenty-six counties, and that's bloody what it. You, you you know we can tell. But I mean, if you want to keep fooling people all the time. Uh, you know, sometimes you can cut some of the people some of the time, but you can't cut all the people all the time. Well, and you true. should stand up and make a statement. We do not want another hundred years of mehem, even though he's a multimillionaire now out of being president and all these fees are, that he got. Uh, he, he's, he's done well and he should be, have the, the decency. His father was in, fought for and was a great uh, person in War of Independence. And, and suffered an awful lot and fought for the sovereign republic of era and, and I think this scandalous that, that he, he won't stand up either. Why didn't Mary McAleese and, and Mary Robinson take Guinness's Rothschild and move to the court in the head? They're supposed to be, you know, these top class intellects and, and, and the law and they have this and they're supposed to be that and uh, uh, senior counsels and all that. And why did they head? Why did, no, they looked after themselves. That's what they did. They didn't look after our people. 
And we mm. have to look after ourselves. That's what the IRB do. You know, all that land that you got, the farmers taking, dividing all those estates. And that's, you told me, I think you live out in Wicklow. Look at, look at um, Culatin, 85,000 acres to grow the food for the British, the Crown Forces and the Royal Navy. And, and it was sent to Canada. Now, I must say, they did get, I think, 200 acres, and we're often 200 acres. But 85,000 acres of land, and all that, those oak woods, they built the cathedrals in, in Britain. They built all their ships and everything at the time. And that's what Ireland was about. They have no regard. They All that information that Britain got for the seas and latitude and longitude, they got it from here. Yeah. And, it's been, and that's the conflict between Ireland and Britain. And that should be... And until that's sorted out, there'll never be peace in Ireland. Okay, I have a question for you. You sent, um, and we'll, we'll, we're going to get this uh, read out, uh, but you sent a, a sealed uh, letter to the president with a black seal. Pro- Excuse me now. I'll correct you. The provisional president. The provisional, the president. yes, the provisional That's president, president. That's uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Higgins. I, I wish he was, but he isn't. Yeah, yeah. You and... In that letter, um, we'll, we'll have that read out if people want to listen. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. Irish Republican Brotherhood. You have been indicted for treason by the Irish Republican Brotherhood under their 1916 proclamation, the foundation document of the state, the sovereign republic of era, and the democratic wishes of the sovereign Irish citizens who gave the Irish Republican Brotherhood the mandate in the 1918 32-county democratic All-Ireland election called by the British government on the 14th of December 1918. I or B political wing Sinn Féin won 73 seats out of 105 seats on the 28th of December 1918 and was ratified in the Mansion House, Dublin. And GHQ Vaughan's Hotel, Dublin by the Sovereign Dáil Éireann government, the Sovereign Republic of Era, all 32 counties, territories and seas, on the 21st of January 1919, our Independence Day. On the 17th of March 2021, the Irish Republican Brotherhood were commemorating their 163rd anniversary at 16 Lombard Street, Dublin. Our volunteer had just read our 1916 proclamation when he was pepper sprayed and assaulted by Angarda Shikana after reading our 1916 proclamation and taken to Pier Street Garda Station and charged in court by a free state judge, the IRB were complying with COVID-19 regulations. And on Garda Shikana at Pier Street Garda Station were all aware that the IRB were commemorating their 163rd anniversary of the founding by James Stevens of the IRB at 16 Lombard Street, Dublin, as they do every year since 1858 on St. Patrick's Day. The Irish Republican Brotherhood's 1916 proclamation clearly states, Irish men and Irish women in the name of God. The Irish Republic is entitled to and hereby claims the allegiance of every Irish man and Irish woman. We place that cause of the Irish Republic under the protection of the Most High God and we pray that no one who serves that cause will dishonour it by cowardice, inhumanity or rapine. The Sovereign Constitution. This Constitution shall be the Constitution of the Republic of Ireland 
proclaimed in arms on Easter Monday, April the 24th, 1916, and established by the will and wishes of all the people of Ireland on January the 21st, 1919, our Independence Day. All authority in Ireland, legislative, executive, judicial and all powers of government are derived solely under God from the people of Ireland. These powers are inherent in the people alone by virtue of their sovereignty. They must be exercised in accordance with the principles of liberty, equality and justice for all. Any legislation not in accordance with these principles is hereby declared to be null and void. The conflict with the British for the last hundred years is the Crown of England and the British government refuse to recognise, respect and honour the legitimacy of the 1918-32 All-Ireland Democratic election called by the British government on the 14th of December 1918. King George V and his British government declared the Sovereign Dáil Éireann to be an illegal assembly and sent his Cairo gang to Dublin to execute and annihilate the Sovereign Dáil Éireann government democratically elected by the will and wishes of all the people, citizens of Éire all 32 counties and all members of the IRB. And on Bloody Sunday, the British Crown forces opened fire on our sovereign people, citizens of Crow Park, Dublin, and killed 14 innocent people. Vaughan's Hotel Papers, so are Sam Maguire Intelligence reports. Your contempt, hostility and dirty tricks that you've played on me as the anointed president of the Irish Republican Brotherhood, IRB, is unjust and unfair to me as I carry out the mandate by the will and the wishes of the sovereign Irish people that gave the IRB political wing Sinn Féin in 1918, 32 county All-Ireland election of the 14th of December 1918 and won 73 seats out of 105 seats on the 28th of December 1918 and ratified by the sovereign Dáil Éireann government on the 21st of January 1919, our Independence Day, in the Mansion House, Dublin, GHQ Vaughan's Hotel Dublin and established by the Sovereign Republic of ERA and the Five Free State Provisional Government cannot use the Irish Republic Brotherhood Sovereign Seal of Dáil Éireann, 12 Strings, AD Sultry or any of the IRB's Sovereign Seal or Harp BC or our Sovereign Tricolour Flag of Green, White and Orange or the IRB's 1916 Proclamation or the 1919 Sovereign Constitution or Declaration of Independence or address to the free nations of the world under pain of death and all appointments and legislation and use of the sovereign seal of the Dáil Éireann are all now null and void. The Irish Republican Brotherhood will lease their sovereign republic of Éire to a sovereign state that will comply with the 1918 32-county All-Ireland Democratic election. All our sovereign 32 counties, all our sovereign territory, the largest in European Union, and all the sovereign seas from its border down to the Irish Sea to its border with the United States of America and Canada until the peace, reconciliation and prosperity process that was founded in the 1950s by Pope Pius XII and Senior Hugh O'Flaherty, IRB, and the Ambassador P.J. Kiernan and his wife, Delia Murphy, and my late father, Martin W. Maguire, and is restored, there is no peace, reconciliation or prosperity process in the Sovereign Republic of ERA today. The IRB want the conflict between the Sovereign Republic of ERA and the British to be restored once and for all. The IRB who founded and funded the state of the Sovereign Republic of ERA wants the British government and the Crown to recognise, honour and respect the mandate that was given to us in the 1918 democratic 
32 All-Ireland election and set in place the Peace, Reconciliation and Prosperity Agreement started by Pope Pius XII in the 1950s. The IRB do not want another 100 years of mayhem, brutality, savagery, propaganda, lies and deception forced upon its people. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. Um, and you sent that letter. I did. And he, there was an acknowledgement of receipt of that letter. But, it is. But what, from that letter, like, what do people do? Do, do people write letters to the... No, they def- don't. They don't have to do anything. The point of that, it's a very sad day for me that I have to indict Michael D. Higgins as the provisional free state president. And I told you what it was. I explained to you about St. Patrick's Day. And if you read our proclamation, for reading our proclamation that our volunteer was brought to court and charged by a free state judge for reading our 1916 proclamation on our 163rd anniversary, he's responsible for the guard of Chicana, according to himself. But uh, uh, where are they getting their sovereignty from? But the, the question, you have to have sovereignty. The question I'm asking, like you, you wrote this letter, you've sent it there, but people need to ask questions. Like, do people get in touch with the the, the defence force? Do they get in touch with the, the top level in guard? Of course and say, they do. You do not. If a guard stops you in the road, would you ever ask him, please, guard, and he'll ask you for your, can I see your licence, please, sir, or madam? And you say, you can, of course, there's my licence. And there's your license with the sovereign seal. And I ask him, can I see your license now? He has to have a license. As a judge has to have a license. I don't go into court unless you write to the court doc and ask him to see his license and his oath of allegiance to uh, the state. And he doesn't have it. And he has to account to you because you're the sovereign. And do not, and any of those civil servants or anything else, you want to see if you get uh, uh, something from the from the civil servants on on any of the departments, and it doesn't have air underneath the seed. They cannot use that seed, and it's not void now. It's not legal, valid, or bona fides. And don't be given a judge when you, if you go into court and you don't ask the judge to see his his oath of allegiance, and is it to the free state he's given that oath of allegiance, or is it to the sovereign dollar and government? which is one or the other, and see his oath, then you ask him uh, uh, if he can't hear your case. Because if you write into him, but once you win that door, he, he claims jurisdiction over you, and that's free state. So you're going on, and you're giving away your sovereignty. That's what you're doing. Yeah, to the, to the corporation. To the corporation. Said, you're giving it to the corporation. That's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. They have to account to you every year all the assets of the state and they're not doing it and they don't want to do it. You know, it's just shocking what's going on. Like, and that's and it's going to get worse. Like how do we uh, how do we change this? How do we how do we just easy change. It's just easier for you. You cannot trade here. I saw the other day where uh, was it a vulture fund or something are buying up houses. And how can the vulture if you read Article ten of the sovereign constitution the land of Ireland belongs to the citizens of Ireland and to them alone. Are they citizens of Ireland or them alone? And under the under the sovereign constitution, they're not like the judges. Where is your oath of allegiance? Is it to the sovereign republic of air that all those chocolate dollars gave on the twenty first of January nineteen nineteen to the sovereign Northern government? 
sovereign dollar in court, the War of Independence as a defence force can be accountable to the sovereign people. And one they'll give that today. Because they're interested in the money, and you don't ask them or question them. They want more and more and more of your money. That's what it is. I, I so asked I, I asked people this question in the, in the I said look you know a bank does a bank have a license here and they said they no but but they not say they, one bank has a license they said, not one bank has a license y- yes because only the IRB can give you a license but but here, I haven't given the license to anybody and here it is that they said yeah but it's regulated by the central bank but who does the regulation for the central bank is Britain, that the free Britain Britain, Britain. Okay. Britain does okay. the regulation yeah okay. that's who does it. And that's where you're... What did I say on the 6th of December 1921? To pay for Britain's war debts and war pensions. Yeah. That's what you're paying for. The sovereign republic of Ireland doesn't know any money. Why are you paying out all that? If you had... We should have the best schools, the best housing, you, you know, a sovereign dollar, and, you know, all our land, everything, a happy people, you know, living life properly. Uh, and we don't have it. Is it... And why? Because you're giving it all away. Is it as is it as easy as people just start wanting to know Absolutely. answers to questions? Is that how how easy it is? It's just people. That's how easy it is. Just yeah. are you sovereign or are you not, or are you a slave? If you're not sovereign, you're a slave. And, and you want who do they uh, do they ask these questions to? Like, if say I'm someone listed, say someone's listening to this today, to right? Your local politician, you have to ask him. What oath of allegiance are you giving? You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. And, uh, and I mean, if you'd like to talk about Mary Lou MacDonald, I know Mary Lou MacDonald. And we're in the round room the last time I was in Dublin, uh, before COVID. And she was in there. She is not president of Sinn Féin. She's president of provisional Sinn Féin, which is a free state for insane, you, you know. And she could very easily, all she has to do is go down to the round room in the mansion house and take the oath of allegiance to the Sovereign Republic of Era. And she's president of, I've asked her many times and she won't do it. And she came out the other day on, on, on uh, was it Monday or whatever day it was, on, on RTE television. And she referred to two sovereign governments, Britain and Ireland, sovereign governments. They don't even recognize, Britain doesn't have sovereignty. And our crowd don't recognize the sovereign government. That's the tragedy of it. We have a sovereign government by the will and will. That's what I keep going, and that's what we keep alive every year on the 21st of January since 1919. And that's what we do, and that's the oath I gave. But when I'm, I'm gone old now, when I'm gone, who's going to do it? And I don't see any Pope anointing another IRB person. There's lots of people trying to take over the IRB and pretend they're this and pretend they're that, but it's all about money for themselves. That's what it's about, not for the people. Ours is for the people. It is, Our people yeah. are sovereign. But and you should have the benefit of the assets of the state. But what All happens then? Uh, I, is I that happening? What, no, no, but what happens when, you know, you're of, a, you're of your elder years? You I know? am in my elder years. <laughs> yeah, and what happens then, you know, in the next 10 oh, years? they'll if... have a great... They should, look, they intend to continue on as usual. They'll all enrich themselves, but you'll be poorer and you'll be doing it for them. But, but your children won't, won't. I mean, what is the future for your children? Nothing. To get a job. I mean, it was Brendan O'Regan and it was the IRB went and, and negotiated all those factories and things uh, uh, that were built in Shannon and all over the place to give people. That's what a sovereignty does. And that's what so 
look after our people. But they get so, um, they, they get so corrupt. Yeah, it's greed. You know, it's, you know, I, always, I always say to people, if you're making a decision, it's it never make the decision about going, what's in it for me, myself and I, but make that decision for what is it in for the greater good. And when you can remove yourself from a decision, then you see the true value and the true leadership. That's that's really what it is. But that's what it is. You know, and and some people here are going to say, you know, to me, hang on, if if Sinn Fein is you know part of this provisional Sinn Fein and they're in the doll, but they won't go into length into Westminster. Is it, you know? But the whole thing is, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, could you? You couldn't make this stuff up. No, you couldn't. It's it's it's, it's talking confusion for everybody, and that's how Britain keeps it. They want to keep it like that. Divide and conquer. That, that the Irish people don't know that they don't know, and they don't. Did you ever meet anyone who the difference sovereignty and royalty? No. no. Did you ever hear them talking about the IRB? No. They were talking about the sovereign dollar and God. They pretend, you see. They pretend. Michael D. pretends he's president of. He likes to pretend that he's. And he gets a fine salary for pretending that he's president of Ireland. But, but it's how, only twenty six counties. That's uh, not Ireland. Like Ireland I, is a sovereign thirty two counties. Like and I, that's what that election was. Like I know, there's a huge connection between ourselves and India, and that's why they have our flag. But but I'm sure India but knows our this. flag. Well, that was President uh, Geary, and uh, he was the fourth president of India, and he was here. I think it was nineteen hundred and twelve. Up about my age. And he was a member of the IRB. He was a member of Sinn Féin in Old Lindahern. And he was studying law. And uh, India's independence came out of that. Uh, they couldn't unite the people. Because the GAA, that's true, the IRB founded the GAA. Down in, and, and you go back to John Francis Maguire of the Cork Examiner. You know, he was a brilliant man. And, and, and uh, they found the GAA was the backbone of our independence. India had nothing like that. But as I said, we were one of the old salt merchants on record. We still are. But um, India couldn't unite the people. But in India, being a very hot country, the salt there, you have to have salt to preserve the food. And Britain put was known as this, the Liverpool salt tax on, on the Indian people. And that was the only way the people united against Britain putting that. That's how they got there. Of independence, and that's just the Liverpool, and that all came out of Vaughan to tell. As you remember, we were the. Um, I met President Geary when I was a child in Willowbank. Oh, do you remember him? And he said, Plassey, he said, Remember, he said this. And I always remember, and I was only a very young child, uh, he said, Remember Plassey, he said, We lost uh, 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 India at the Battle of Plassey, but we found us at Plassey again, he said. And at Vaughan's Hotel. <laughs> I mean, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And they always, you know, they used to come to the mansion house every year uh, because it was so important. And this, the Free State decided they wouldn't let the IRB into the mansion house anymore. And they put uh, uh, security on. And I, I wish we were only allowed, I don't know, it was it 10 people or 5 people or something in. To the round room and the mansion house. And we we did it at the dining room, which is that is the cabinet room, the dining room. And the, the, I said to the person at the door, the security, I said, "You, Indian, somebody from the Indian embassy would be coming." 
and I said, make sure he's he's welcome in, that he's allowed in. And he looked, looked at me, and uh, that Indian person came, and they wouldn't let him in the door. Uh, I think that's shocking. He didn't, he, he wouldn't do it. They didn't, they just want, it's like Michael D. Higgins and sending the Garda Shikona around to, to arrest uh, our volunteer for reading our proclamation. That's part, that's all part of it. They want to get rid of all that. They're so happy to be uh, uh, corporations be part and of getting Europe. all the salary and living the wonderful life and that you're paying for. That's what it's about. And if you think it's otherwise, it's not. Billy, we'll wrap up. I know we've taken nearly over an hour of your time. Oh, have you? We have. And, <laughs> and, and, but anyway, but look, I hope it's of interest to you. Oh, it is. Look, the, the, the one thing is... Um, What's next after you? You've completed that letter, and that's gone to that's gone to Higgins. So, what happens next after that? He's received that. Well, does he ignore it? Does he probably ignores it and hopes that why, why should he do anything about it? He's very well paid. He's living a wonderful life. He couldn't possibly afford getting the else. And he's a very uh, free state government. And which what is his old? I mean. And you see, you don't actually see the seals, you know, the pretend. Uh, they never show you those things. They never read the proclamation. They never read anything to do with But even, even his seal in Europe, you know, the red uh, wax seal doesn't even have the era sign underneath it. It's just it. a harp. Britain, yeah. if, you, if he puts that on it, uh, the Crown of England, the, uh, they, could, uh, they could execute him. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he can't use it as far as we're concerned because they belong to the IRB. And if that's our seal up on on the coat of arms. Or do we, are we then the sovereign government of Britain? This is the question that the Queen would have to answer, start answering. Are we the sovereign government then of Britain? Because they have our sovereign seal up. That's what Henry VIII put up. Yeah. He claimed that he, he was... See, Henry VII was only... Uh, he was only Lord of Ireland. Henry VIII claimed... And he put the money on the arms. He said, he said the Pope in Rome gave him permission to use our sovereignty. The Pope, that's more lies and deception. The Pope, how could the Pope in Rome give Henry VIII uh, uh, um, uh, the sovereignty of God and the, the covenant between God and man with all the information for his planet Earth, our civilization? I mean, these are just propaganda, lies and deception. You know, and improve those things. They should prove it. You know, why are we telling all this bloody lies? No wonder the world is in is in chaos. You know, if you can't tell the truth and the facts, you bring it back to to what it is what and it what is. It, uh, something is. Uh, and you see the court of arms. And does does that mean that every case uh, uh, in, in in the law uh, it's over their courts that uh, the sovereign daughter and government? Uh, the will and wish of all the people of the 1980s is the sovereignty. And I can tell you something that I know General de Gaulle because I know uh, when Britain wanted it, when we were joining the well, it was before they had the EU, just forgot the name, but General de Gaulle wouldn't allow Britain into Europe because they didn't have a sovereign government. And that's why, and they got into the European Union under our sovereignty. Does that mean today that all that territory and everything else is is belong to the sovereign republic of Air? Wow. You know, it's up in their coat of arms. Yeah, it's interesting because 
you know, if this is, I'm sure all the, the governments in Europe know this story. And, yeah, of course. And do they, use, do they use that then as a, you know, a bargaining chip? Um, that's, with, now you're, now you're honest. And that's what uh, Boris Johnson, the reason they came out the other day to have this for another hundred years is that they can use Sovereign Republic of Air as a bargaining chip. Uh, 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 they use the six counties as a bargaining chip to get more deals out of Europe. That's what it's, that's the name of the game. That's what it's about. They couldn't care less about the six counties or anybody else. They want to get as much as they can out of Europe, and they're going to use the six counties to get it. Yeah. That's not, is that right? Yeah, I wonder, does the other European governments use us and you know they go into go in, go into our fishing waters and all and kind of they go oh, well look, but I have said in that letter that with the IRB you're going to lease the sovereign republic of air and all our territory. Well, if I let's just take for example, suppose I lease it to China. China will not allow anybody into the, our waters. God, I hope you don't. And they'll have it down the Irish Sea. They'll have a navy down along there, and you will not get in if you're not. Uh, only Irish people in it, that sovereign people would get in and write to America. America would be delighted. You know, it's scandalous to think what's going on. Well, I, think, I, think, I think that China would be the worst to, to lease it to. Uh, well, there you are. No, yeah. but just to take it for I've yeah. only given you an example. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. India India could be. But I mean, they would they would not tolerate any of this rubbish that's going on. You, you, you know, you'd have to have your sovereignty, and that's the end of that. And that's what General de Gaulle would allow them in. The way that he died, and he was our sovereignty to get into Europe. And they're the facts of the matter. Billy, look, you know, the last one, you know, people listen to this, and, and this will, you know, create. I know people will go, oh my God, you know, I understand this, and they'll absorb it, and they'll try and figure it out, and they'll, they'll do some research. I'll ask this again because there's people asking me, what can they do as sovereign citizens of ERA? What well, can they do? You is... have to behave like one. First of all, if you're a politician, what oath of allegiance is he taken? Is it to the six counties? Or is it the sovereign dollar in government by the will and wish of all the people? That's where you're sovereignly about it. Yeah. yeah. If you go to court, ask the judge. You write to the judge, you write to his court clerk and ask him, that you intend to have your case heard under the sovereign constitution. And you want to see his license. And you want to see his order of allegiance. And you want to see the court clerk's yeah. license. But if you go, no matter where you go, if you're going to any departments, go into your bank and say, under your, when you write out a check, you see the harm, but you don't see any air underneath. And ask them, where are they getting their sovereignty from? But even the vulture funds, you know, that have come in here as well, they don't have a license to trade. But they, they're not. They're not sovereign. Yeah. You, no, no. you don't. Corruption isn't part of sovereignty. That's the no. opposite. No. And you ask your civil servants. I, I told you what. If you met a car that stops you, you ask them. And if you keep on asking these questions, they're going to have to do it because they're all that money that people have got in the free state illegally, fraudulently, has to be paid back. Yeah, to the sovereign people. Yeah, we owe we owe nothing to nobody as a sovereign country. They are me. I told you, the sovereign republic of Ireland doesn't owe any money and has no debt. And no matter what they tell you, 
they don't owe any money. And why should you be paying for something you don't owe? True. If that, aren't you very good? We are indeed. Billy, people can jump on your website. It's billymcguire.com. Um, they will see tons of information there. They'll even see um, letters that have been written, history, uh, newspaper clippings. Uh, yeah, but you remember this, though, uh, Joe. I gave all the Vaughan, I was to be part of the peace reconciliation in Bank. Yeah. And I mean, it was a beautiful old place. I love living there and I had all my horses and things there. And I gave all the Vaughan's hotel papers to the University of Limerick. And as you know, Brendan O'Regan, he 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 handed over to Tom O'Donnell, who's dead since Christmas there, before Christmas. He was ninety something, and they've hidden all the bonds, three furniture van loads of paper, the bonds hotel papers and memorabilia. They took out to Willowbank because my father brought them down from bonds hotel. They're all in in the archives in the they're University of Limerick. They aren't. They're not. They don't know where they are. Isn't that scandalous? That's scandalous. I think if a the university would do that, I think if a new they don't want to know. I they don't. I wanted them to go out to Locker and down to Eskeaton and that. They don't want any of that. They just want to get their salaries and pensions and that's and, it. And that's it, honest. That's, that's what it. You're up against. Anyway, we've had a long chat. I don't know for the um, but anyway, give my best to your listeners. Will indeed. Will indeed. And. Um, Billy, thanks very much for sharing that information and look, we'll have you on oh, again. Oh, you're very welcome. That's your song, Jane. You look after it. We will And indeed. your children have to look after it. Really you know? Billy, so, Billy, Billy, quick one. What song would you like us to play for you today? I don't know. What about, I'll play Irish Men and Irish Laws for you. How about that? Oh, yeah. I'll leave it up to you now. Leave it up. That's a surprise. Once upon a time there was Irish ways and Irish laws Villages of Irish blood Waking to the morning Waking to the morning Then the Vikings came around up and turned us down Started building boats and towns They tried to change our living Tried to change our living Cromwell and his soldiers came Started centuries of shame But they could not make us turn We are a river flowing We're a river flowing Again, again the soldiers came Burnt our houses, stole our grain Got the farmers in their fields Working for a living Cromwell 
author sound has kept the spirit of a man above the pain descending above the pain descending to bear the struggle carries on I wonder will I live so long To see the gates being opened up To a people and their freedom A people and their freedom Time there was Irish ways and Irish laws, villages of Irish blood, waking to the morning, waking to the morning.